When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My next guest is the last Republican governor and the last great governor the state has had. He continues to be an inspiring guy. He's on this uh, station all the time, finally with me and John Katsimatidis, and we love having him here. He is the great Governor George Pataki. Governor Pataki, how are you, buddy? What's going on this morning? Hey, Sid, great being on with you. Everything's well. Thanks for the for the kind words. Well, it's all true. I, I wonder if... um. If the Giants took the beating they took against the Eagles on Saturday, and you were governor, and oh, my friend, the mayor, Eric Adams, handed out a vegan cheesesteak to the Philadelphia mayor, did you, uh, were you in the habit of making bets with other states' governors if, in fact, our teams were playing for championships? I did. I, I'd make bets uh, all the time. And, uh, you know, on the Yankees, we'd almost always win. And you, you were just complaining <laughs> about Thirty dollars for a bagel in 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 Manhattan. You know, I used to have to give up huge amounts of corned beef, or uh, uh, and that was generally the bet, and it cost a fortune. <laughs> well, back then, I'm not. I'm going to guess that you got it from the Carnegie Deli. I would think. I mean, Second Avenue is a pretty good deli, and others, but it was from the Carnegie Deli. It was a huge sandwich. It was delicious, but it was like twenty five dollars. Oh yeah, they were expensive. Actually, I went to Ben's Best in Queens. Oh, great place. Uh, Yep. Oh, yeah. Just, great place. Uh, one of the great places. And, in fact, one year we lost, I think it was the Bush's Texas Rangers or something. <laughs> and, and, and and Ben actually flew down in his plane to Texas and delivered a whole thing full of brisket and corned beef. So, so yeah, I had my share of losses. But with the Yankees, they were great back then. I had my share of wins. Yeah, too. mostly wins. I remember the the Texas loss. That was the Juan Gonzalez teams for uh, Texas. And they beat the Yankees at one time. But you're right. Most of the time you were celebrating championships and winning on those sides of the bets. I mean, I think a lot of us were ready, willing, and able to bet on Lee Zeldin. That's how great he was. And that's how lousy Kathy Hochul was. And we know how it ended. He came up just short and she won. But looking back, man, George, you know that? That really was an amazing campaign by Lee because based on the numbers in this state, there was no way he should have been even competitive. And it really is a two-fold story. It tells you just how great he was and just how little New Yorkers really think of the of the, uh, the present governor. Well, I think uh, you hit it right on the head. Lee ran a tremendous campaign, did a fantastic job, and he had the issue of crime. Uh, and Hochul just didn't realize uh, you know, I know she's from Western New York. It's not as though Buffalo is the safest place in the world. Uh, <laughs> but if she had taken a, taken any time, spent any time in the city, she would have realized uh, just how bad things are here. And uh, and she didn't. And, uh, you know, my fear now is we're going to have four years with the, the, the no bail law either not changed or changed in a ridiculous little way for a political cover and things just aren't going to get better. So Lee ran a great race. He had the issues uh, with crime. Uh, and it's just it's just too bad for the state. And we just saw, you know, when Judge uh, LaSalle didn't get confirmed, uh, her pick for the highest court in the state of New York, that has never happened. Her own party just basically said, we don't care what you want. 
uh, we're going the other way. And that is really, really scary. And that's the part I kept pointing out last week on John's show, when I co-hosted that show at night, where people that were defending Kathy Hochul, I would say, let me ask you something. If Andrew Cuomo was the governor, and he was a louse, but if he was the governor and he, he picked the same guy, would that have happened? They said no. I said, so how can you, ex- if you're telling me that the prior governor would have gotten the same guy through, how can you tell me it's not Kathy Hochul's fault? And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. There was no real answer. No, I think that's right. I think it's just the legislature saw her uh, as weak, uh, and they've been really captured by a bunch of far-left activists, uh, and they want to run the state. They don't want to have four years of having to do what the governor uh, sets as a priority. They want to do what they want to do. And, uh, and it's just a very scary scenario, Said Four years of this, you know, I'll tell you, I'm not. Uh, I'm an optimist by nature, but I have my concerns right now. No, so do I. And look, as much as I criticize Kathy Hochul, uh, the truth is, is that she should have won that. And, and, and the fact that these legislators are running this state, Stuart Cousins, Mike, all those people, that is not the way it's supposed to be. So on one hand, I criticize Hochul. On the other hand, I'm saying as bad as she is, she should have the power to get this done. And that's scary to me. Yes, absolutely. I gave her credit for fighting the fight. You know, she didn't just walk away when they said you can't have your pick. Uh, but uh, I think now there's got to be consequences. She can't let the legislature just conclude that they can do anything they want and she doesn't count. Or or we're basically going to have a non-governor for four years. So I just hope that she uh, uh, has an aggressive agenda and just bangs the smithereens out of them. I was going to say something else to make sure <laughs> that agenda gets passed. Well, but here's the problem. It's not going to. I mean, uh, again, reading up on this, listening to people speak, really smart people like you, almost everybody has told me the same thing. Sid, this guy's dead on arrival. It's not going to happen. So the question becomes, yes, does she go out there and act tough and I'm not going down and waste more time? Or does she come to the crashing realization, this guy's not going to work, it ain't going to happen, and go out there and name somebody else and take care of that position? Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, you got to fight the fight. You know, you're not going to win every fight. This was a high profile loss and it's bad for her. Uh, But I'm a great believer that if you're a leader, you got to try to lead. And sometimes the people behind you run the other way. And that's what happened with her this time. But you can't stop trying. And uh, the minute you just say, "Okay, you you don't want them, I'll go somewhere else. You've just shown this tremendous weakness. What we've seen now is the, that she she can't do anything to hold them accountable when they stand up to her. And she's got to figure out some way to retaliate. Uh, Sid, just to... Keep going. Yeah. Uh, I, I lost him. Okay, hold on there, uh, Governor George Pataki. Finish that thought on uh, Kathy Hochul. Plus, I want to ask you about the mayor, Eric Adams. More with the great Governor George Pataki on Sid and Friends in the morning right after this. in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. All right. 8.53 on your rainy Monday morning. Lara Trump will join me at 9.25. I want to get to a Trump conversation with my friend, uh, former Governor George Pataki. But first, I did mention Eric Adams. 
Governor Pataki, Eric Adams, talking uh, this weekend about uh, not defunding the police, about uh, using the uh, the ocean liner as a place for migrants. He's talked a lot about the federal and national government helping us out with that situation. He's basically called out Joe Biden without saying his name. I asked you about a month ago what you thought about him, and you said basically, I like what he says, but I need to see more. Where are you today with the mayor, Eric Adams? I'm in the same place. You know, uh, uh, he says the right things, but, uh, you know, we have a crazy city council that wants to cut funding for the police, and uh, I don't think he'll go along with that, and that'll be an important step. we got to fund the police. We need more police, not fewer. Uh, he, he has called out Biden on immigrants. I wish he'd call him by name uh, and just say that, you know, this is this is a disaster and he's not upholding his oath of office, you know, and uh, uh, and he's got to figure out something else to do uh, with the immigrants that are coming. I mean, the idea that they're going to be living in hotels and cruise ships, uh, this is going to bankrupt. If it doesn't bankrupt the city, it's going to bankrupt the state. And if it doesn't end, end up bankrupting the state, it's going to lead to trillions more in borrowing out of Washington. It's just not sustainable. So what I said a month ago still stands. You know, he says the right things. Uh, Be a leader. Call out Biden directly over the border. Uh, Do something like uh, send them to Washington. You know, when you get a busload bust in from Colorado or Texas or New Mexico, uh, just tell the bus, keep going, go down to Washington, D.C., or send them to Delaware. You know, do something to make sure that Biden understands this is a very, very risky crisis that he's allowed happen. And it's a it's a disaster that is unsustainable for cities like New York. And then on crime, you know, go to Albany. Just tell them this is what we need changed. We need that mobile law changed. We need judges to have discretion to sentence people. We need laws that say when a person has committed crime after crime after crime, they're going to be locked up for a long time so they can't do it again. Go up to Albany, fight the fight. Uh, it's one thing to say words. It's another thing to take action and try to make those words mean something. You have been very consistent, uh, Mr. Governor, with your theme here today. You like the fight. You like the fight from Kathy Hochul in the LaSalle situation. You want to see Adams fight. I want to take you back to a fight that you uh, actually were a part of back in 2016. You were one of the folks that was on stage with Donald Trump way back when. When nobody in their right mind outside of my partner, Bernard, God rest his soul, thought he was actually going to win and be president. Even Trump didn't think that was going to be the case. But he was. And uh, it was four unforgettable years. And now that Biden has come in and done a really horrendous job, Trump's thinking, hey, I can get this back. And he announced about a month ago or longer he's going to run for president once again. But it has not been a great five or six weeks for Donald Trump what are your thoughts on the former president running again? And where do you stand on him? Again, you ran against him in 2016, but where do you stand on him? You know, I, I think the idea of a Biden-Trump rematch in 2024 would be a disaster. Uh, and I don't think, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not you, you, mean, you mean for both sides, right, George, for on both, both sides. sides? On both sides. I mean, Trump won in 16, 2016 uh, because uh, Hillary was unacceptable. Uh, and, and, you know, the, uh, Trump was the only one who could have lost to Hillary, and Hillary is the only one who could have tr- lost to Trump. Right. They were both people who had huge, huge uh, negatives that people didn't like. Uh, and if it's Biden, Trump, uh, I mean, my God, half the country's going to pull their hair out if they have any left uh, <laughs> by two years from now. So my, my hope, my hope is that, that Trump uh, is uh, replaced by a younger 
more, uh, I would say, stable conservative candidate. And, and I'll tell you, Sid, the idea that Biden's going to be president when he's 86 years old, uh, <laughs> six Come years on. from now, Come on. is terrifying. That's never going to happen. It's, it's absolutely not, terrifying. It's, and it's, and, and it's I'll not, tell you, I think that the Democrats, you're, I think you're going to see in the next month, the Democrats turn on Biden, the press turn on Biden, because they know that if they nominate him again, he's going to lose. So uh, would you say, being your uh, former governor, and you like these governors, obviously, are you a Ron DeSantis guy, Mr. Pataki? I am. I you think are. DeSantis has done a tremendous job in Florida. I mean, <laughs> let me just tell you one personal story. My wife Libby and I were locked down up here. We couldn't do anything. We were going completely crazy. Uh, the Trump vaccines came along. We got the first shot. Great. We got the second shot. The next day we got on a plane to Florida. Uh, and, and we went to, uh, I forget where, uh, in Florida, but it was uh, uh, Delray Beach. It was yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Every restaurant was open. <laughs> people were out on the streets yeah. having fun. Yeah. People went to the beach. I mean, the difference between how Cuomo, who's a horrible human being, handled it, killing people in nursing homes, and DeSantis uh, uh, handled it, uh, just showed the difference between effective leadership uh, and just being a, a bully and a dictator. So, uh, yes, I like this, Anna. Me too. Uh, I was down there quite a bit, too, during those times, and they weren't wearing masks. There were old people walking on the beach hand-in-hand, canned and healthy-looking great. Restaurants were open. People were working. It was. Uh, it really was night and day, and yet the liberal media is like, oh, this guy DeSantis is a murderer. He didn't care about his people, and, and they couldn't be any more wrong. Of course, that's like Joy Behar and stuff, but you've, uh, you've nailed it once again. Mr. Governor, it's always great having you on this show. You're one of my favorites. Thank you for stopping by this morning. We'll talk again very soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sid. Great thing I'm with you. You too. There he is, the great Governor George Pataki right here on Sid and Friends in the Morning. Terrific conversation.